Welcome to episode two of Not Under My Roof with I am Shelby. And I'm Whitney. We've decided this will be our our hourglass. Once the wine is gone, the podcast is over. (laughs) That's right. So let it commence. And uh, today, the topic that we decided to talk about is sleep. Because really, what purpose is there in talking about anything after that? Behavior, diet, everything else, because it all begins with sleep. But um, first, with our, after some feedback from our first episode, thank you guys for all the feedback. It was actually really great. But one of the things that we were told is that people are like, tell us a little bit more about yourselves. Um, yeah, we had mentioned after school, I did this. But what school? Right, you know, right, it's right. like, what, mm-hmm. you know, so they wanted to know a little bit more about um, our background. So we'll Correct. start there just for a little bit and then um, go into sleep and how that makes our world go around. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Or not, right. Um, okay, so my name is Shelby. I uh, went to Vanderbilt University and got a degree in, in education. I du- dual majored in special education and elementary education. And then I uh, did a further focus on deaf education. I then graduated and did what all people do when they graduate. And I said, let's go to New York and be an actress. Um, it was just sort of a dream I'd always had, even though, um, even at the time I recognized I was always a better teacher than I was an actress, but um, I always just felt like I wanted to go do that. So I went to New York and um, started that process. But the reason I ended up working with a lot of kids was because to support my acting career, a lot of times I did a lot of babysitting and nannying and then um, eased out of that and started a tutoring and moved to LA at one point, and um, there was a strike in the acting industry, and I went back to school and got a degree in sign language interpreting, which had always been an interest of mine, um, and then moved back to New York, and then I basically supported myself um, as an actress and a model. I was a sign language interpreter, and I also was a private tutor, um, and recommended out by a lot of private schools in Manhattan, and had a a really interesting um, job doing that. I then, Uh, When I was pregnant with my fourth child, I started a company called Bright Signs Learning, which is a video series, it's actually now being made into an app, that teaches young children ages six months to four to read using sign language as um, an aid in kind of opening up your your mind and teaching reading in a way that's very visual. And so that's what I do now. That's awesome. You skipped right over, then I met my husband. You skipped right to- Oh, I thought we were just No, I know. I thought you were going to say you, the love of my life, we. No, no, no. Um, Um, No, you just skipped right to, then I had four kids. Yeah, I did. Then I met my husband, then I had kids. Oh, and I have four, I don't know if I've said that too. I have four children. My eldest is adopted. I have, uh, she's a girl. I have three biological boys. We are in the process of um, trying to adopt a fifth. I say trying because it's been two and a half years and that was this morning's phone calls <laughs> and tears. It's been a hard wait, but um, praying and still hoping for still a fifth waiting. child. Yeah, still waiting. Well, mine's not nearly as exciting, oh. but I'm from Georgia and I born and raised actually in Florida. Then I moved to Georgia. That's where I did high school and college. I went to the University of West Georgia. You didn't mention where you got your degree from. I did. Oh, you did? Available. I wasn't listening. Yeah. And then I got a degree from Pierce College in California <laughs> okay. for a sign language. Um, I got a degree in speech language pathology, which I then was going to take a year off from. And I think I may have mentioned this in the mm-hmm. previous episode. Um, and do nannying or au pairing or whatever, uh, because I love kids and all of that. And I just never went back because... <laughs> Well, we should say part of it was too. We always joke because right. I was when I knew I was starting my company, Bright Science Learning. Right, I was right, like, I'm going right. to need someone to help me with the kids so I can get some work done. 
And I was joking because the job description was like, oh, I need an extra set of hands. Well, that hand ended up going up the butt of my puppet. And to make myself sound a little better, because yeah. it is true. I didn't go back because then I'm now working right. with you at Bright Times Learning, bringing my speech pathology right. major into it, which right. is sign language and, exactly. and all of that with kids and all of that. Right. So I kind of fell into my job with my au pair. Right, um, right. So Whitney started out as our au pair, but then quickly became um, an essential part of Bright Signs Learning. And so that's, we stole her from going back to school. Right. So let's hop into the first um, subject, or this podcast subject, yeah. which is sleep. Correct. So as we all know, sleep is essential for adults, mothers, fathers, caregivers, as well as children. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of so take you know rights. obviously is uh, if there's new moms listening that's the one thing that you're always tracking and talking about your own sleep your child's sleep. when is nap time how long do they right, nap you right. know do they nap through, do they sleep through the night right you know um so i have some real thoughts on this as far as infants go i mean infants obviously when they're really little and they come home you're just sweet feeding them and they should be sleeping um just a part most of, yeah, mo- most, most of the, the time unless there's some sort of issue and hopefully they're just getting a lot of sleep because they're eating and growing um, but one of the first things I wanted to talk about, and, and Whitney, you, you agree with this is, and I think you were the first one to point it out. I love snuggling with my kids, rocking them, mm-hmm. feeding them. I know I love it. I, I, but I would put my kids down when they were sort of sleepy and right. not asleep. Right. So I didn't rock them to sleep. That doesn't mean they never fell asleep in my arms. You didn't really ever rock them, I don't think. I, I, Did I, you? Well, I mean, not, not saying right. that in like a I bad think way. I, well, you I just think held I would, them. You snuggled I would hold them. them and, yeah, we had a rocker, yeah, but I, I, I would rock them when I would feed yeah. them and such. But um, but that was not the goal. Like, oh, I'm going right. to rock them until to they sleep, sleep right. and then I'll put them in their crib. And I just never thought of it. So mm-hmm. I would feed them, I would snuggle, and then put them in their bed at nap time or whatever. And I remember Whitney saying like, oh, it's so weird. They're awake. And I go, I never thought of it. But the truth is... If you if you're waiting, always always rocking your child to sleep, they're not getting the ability to put themselves to sleep. Mm-hmm. And even furthermore, then when they wake up in the middle of the night or they wake up, they're they're well, wait where am I? I'm not being rocked to sleep yet again. It's also so, like a survival thing in a sense right. where they can learn. Oh, I can do this on my own. I don't need the Th- help. That's what of, I'm saying. They pacify yeah, themselves. Yeah, exactly. They they just kind of look around the room at the mobile or whatever, and yeah. and, and it's very automatic. It's it's ingrained since they were little that they put themselves back to sleep versus always relying right. on being and you rocked. just did it so naturally i remember because i remember thinking i don't remember sleep training Mm-mm. your kids you Mm-mm. know when i worked for you i was Mm-mm. like i and now i have another job that i work for and there's always the talk of sleep training and like yeah. when are we gonna do and i'm like i don't remember doing that with shelby because i just remember it was just so natural like okay it's two o'clock they look sleepy let's put yeah. it in their crib yeah you know and it just seems so natural right and looking back on it i Maybe you just have special children, <laughs> but like, but no, I would definitely suggest trying that before try you and I know, jump listen, into the sleep training. And thing. I don't want to sound cold. I love snuggling my kids, right. you know, and you did you, same, right, same thing. Right. It, I'm just saying don't rock them with the goal that they sleep and then you put them down and transfer right. them. It's right. I'm snuggling, I'm feeding, I'm singing. I sang to my kids right, all yes, the time. Yeah. But then they went... And you have to start a routine, mm-hmm. whether it be a bath every night. Right, right, right. And then, you know, and this is going for sleeping through the night, but for naps as well, um, you wouldn't bathe them before naps. But just a routine of like, maybe they have a lovey or maybe they that's have, right. you know, just something that's like, okay, now it's time for bed. And I think, to me, I'm a huge bath before bed. A sound bed. person? Yeah. Well, yeah. everything. I'm all the senses. Yeah. So my kids would have a, a lavender bath right, and right. chamomile. So there was a scent to sleep time. 
There was a coziness to their You're pajamas and the warmth bed, of, and know. the warmth of their bath. All these yeah. things calming the body down, you know, is important. Is important. Singing to them, and there the are definitely yeah. um, studies about yeah. that for adults. Yeah, you know, it's like when I've had a rough day and I'm like, oh, I just, you know, get in a bath and exactly a bath bomb, and you know, right. like if we need right. it, then definitely. Kids, That's right. And then those things it. become ingrained to them that these are signals for sleep. These are the yeah. predecessors to sleep of a lavender scent, a, a song, a little rocking, whatever. Um, but my, my, our, our, essentially we're saying just don't rock them with the goal to sleep before you right. transfer them. Um, the other thing that a lot of people at my house think is really funny is, um, and Whitney, you told your friend this advice and I thought it was uh, great. I don't remember. Um, oh, yeah. Vacuum. Is, well, people are saying, shh, the baby's going to sleep. Right. Don't, don't make a sound. I'm like, why are we conditioning the baby that it right. has to be dead quiet? Cause that's not really reality. It's actually a very stressful situation when you're trying to keep everyone quiet. So why don't we take them all to monster jam? You know, (laughs) well, for me, I have four kids. We have an active house. I'm not saying we're blaring stuff, but But even for baby number one, before you have four kids, baby number one, I'm like, listen, that was my time also to clean. So like the vacuum cleaner was going, like I was doing stuff during that nap time. And if they know you, they better get used to that vacuum. Get used to that vacuum. It's going. (laughs) Um, So tell the story of your friend that was a new mom. Remember she sent you a snap? I don't oh, remember. You don't have to take it. You have to take it. <laughs> so, so Whitney, we always said like that's the best advice. Right. So, actually, my fourth child one night, one day, was in the kitchen and everyone was around and he was sleeping and all the kids were around and then they all left and all of a sudden he woke up with a start because <laughs> yeah. it got quiet. <laughs> he was so used to noise. But Whitney had told her a new mom friend. Yeah. And so that mom, it was my favorite snap ever, sent a snap to Whitney of her vacuuming <laughs> right next to right next to the sleeping oh, that's baby. That's so funny. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's great advice, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll have to check in with that mom. You can tell me who it was later. But um, <laughs> yeah. and say, did it work? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, no, I think um, it's a good sleeper, they, How actually. are they sleeping? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's very important. Um, and then they get older. Mm-hmm. And then you have... A set of new problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we're out of the infant stage. Mm-hmm. And we're into oh we're in a toddler bed where we can get out of the crib ourselves. Oh, yeah. Or we're crawling out of the cribs. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to turn your fourth Cameron, his crib upside down. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I forgot that. We made so it like Shelby, a cage. Yeah, because um her fourth <laughs> was crawling. The other ones never did. They, oh my god. Your remember. oldest two were in cribs until the doctor told them. They were like, uh, yeah, because remember thinking, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Yeah, they, they like told four. the doctor yeah. was like, honestly, if they're not crawling out, then yeah. keep, you know, no need to change it. Um, anyway, so, um, but you guys had to flip okay. yours over because the mattress was making it too high, high. and he could yeah. leverage himself out. So yeah. they flipped their crib completely over. That's, I forgot that. Yeah. And yeah. so it was lower, so it didn't have like a, um, what are those like the boards that, yeah, yeah. that lift it? Yeah. Um. So he was compl- like the mattress was on the ground. Yeah. Um. But you know, and then oh, I was thinking it wasn't like a cage. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, he went. Oh, no, 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 right. no, no. Okay, I don't even remember. Yeah, that's right. No, no. But we made it. So it it didn't higher. have the board at the bottom. That's right. That's right. No, he yeah, could. Yeah. You know, he could climb out. He, he there wasn't was, an there animal. Was <laughs> there was. There was air. Yeah. No, no, no. He was an animal. There. Yeah. No, you just flipped it over. Took the board out. Made it higher. And it was just. It didn't have the legs. Yeah. And the board and all that. Anyway. <laughs> um, so that was that. But then they move into toddler beds mm-hmm. where they can get out of the bed in the right. middle of the night or while you're trying to put them down. Mm-hmm. Think of how many times I remember getting um, messages from you being like, I've put them in seven times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put, but you have to stay. Yes, that's it. The, the night of. It's, it's you know, 8 p.m. or 7.30 when they're going to bed. It's not in the middle mm-hmm. of the night is what I'm talking about. But you have to say like, no, it's bedtime. Mm-hmm. And you just, you cannot cave. You, you can't cave. You're not, you don't say like, okay, then stay up a little, you know, it's like, it's bedtime. And you mm-hmm. just grab their arm and you just take them back and mm-hmm. get them cozy again and walk out. 
Well, Dr. Phil says this and it's so true. He's like, I recommend, you know, you, you try and avoid um, altercation with your right, child or right. whatever. But when you get into it, you, yeah, altercation meaning it's me versus you. He yeah. goes, you better be damn sure you win. You, you have to. And so when a kid is pressuring you like, I'm going to get out, I'm going to get out. Well, if I have to put you back in there 52 times, I'm going to put you I back remember, in 52 I times. I remember I cannot crack. being like, take this bite of peas. And I already yeah. said it. And they're like, no. And I'm like, why did I do that? Yeah, because now, you don't really now need the bite of peas. You've had you've had enough. But I just kind of wanted that one last. Right. And now I'm like, well, now I'm in it. Now they, they better be having yeah. this bite of peas because they can't win because they'll remember the next That's time right. I mm-hmm. threw a fit and I won. So let's try it again. That's right. You're yeah. just asking for trouble. Absolutely not. Not not under this. Not, not under my roof. Not under my roof. <laughs> I'll get the hang of it. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's so that's that. But then you get older, and they get now in the middle of the night set. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. It's well, like, here's the thing also, is that the statistics, if you look, with depression, anxiety, right. cognitive development, all this mm-hmm. stuff, um, there's, there's studies that show under eight hours, children that are getting under eight hours, they should be getting more than eight. I think at certain ages, it's up to 12. Um, that the instances I read some statistic, it was like 53% higher for children that are getting under that eight hours of sleep for depression, anxiety, and all these things, which I will say as a society, we're seeing more of. And this article that I read was suggesting that part of that is because we're on our screen time. Right. And this is for adults too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm guilty of it myself going on my phone. Then I'm like, I don't know. I can't get to sleep. Well, I've been looking at a blue screen. You know, it's like after a certain time, like no, like no. Screen time is okay, you know. We have we love right. bright time starting. We love right. No, but maybe in, put like after doses. seven o'clock. That's we don't right. do that because you're going to bed in thirty minutes, and that's just not going to work. That's right. Um, and, and when the kids get older, they're saying sports and stuff. I was just actually talking to uh, my friend about it, saying my son, he's eight, and we're easing into the sports thing. But his basketball practice from seven to eight o'clock. Oh right. Well, normally that's like bedtime here, so he's coming home from basketball, and then he's amped up because he's just been running around right. the gym. So. It, it is putting a strain on children to kind of try and calm their bodies down at a reasonable hour and stuff. Um, so, so the sleep is super important. And, you know, I think parents a lot of times play games with themselves saying like, oh, well, this is my time with them. But you really have to look at the overall picture. Right. And yes, I'm suggesting you do have time with your child. And I understand for right. some working parents that's very difficult. And I'm right. not, I don't know how you manage it other than try and get in some good quality time, but still get them to bed at a reasonable hour exactly. so that they're able to get the amount of sleep that they need. Um, and that's what you want for them because you want them to not have all of these other issues that can come up if they're not sleeping properly. Oh. I will say my youngest is four and a half and we've been waiting for this adoption for some time. So I am going to totally out myself. He's been coming into my bed for the last three weeks. And um, I've enjoyed it. And you don't he's hate baby. it. Yeah, and, I don't, and I don't hate it because he's like my youngest. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, this isn't great because now it was never like that before. Right. And now I'm like, he's waking up every night and it's either a nightmare at the pee at 1.30 and coming in my right. bed. And so... And then you're tired also. Yeah, so it's, just, like, it's just oh, not, not great. And I know it. that's not best for of him. Course. You know, and it, it's good for children to know they can sleep in their own bed. There's a security to that and a confidence that comes with that. So last night I said, I just have to tell myself before I'm in a dead sleep, like, okay, just be aware he's coming in and you have to return him to his bed it's up to me it's not his fault at this point so last night there he was my underwear my (laughs) t-shirt walked him back and and some of that might be get i got in his bed for 10 minutes right and then i got back out and if you you end up sleeping there in the morning that's it you know but he's in his bed but he's in his bed and he woke Mm -hmm. up in his bed where he went to sleep yeah he's he's waking up where he fell asleep Mm -hmm. right the ages of kids and how many hours they should be getting okay and it's un un Interrupted sleep. Uninterrupted, so, right. ages one to three years old should be getting 12 to 14 yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. 12 to 14 hours. 
I like, and I think that that should be obtainable. And they said some can 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 do more. And this is from the National Sleep Foundation. Well, if you think of that too, and you hear mo most mo new moms, their biggest complaint is lack of sleep. Well, if you can get in bed when they're getting yeah. in bed, or give yourself an hour or two of alone time, which right. you need. But adults you, don't need that. Adults can. That, that's what I'm we saying. Need eight, that's what I'm saying. But it's a win-win for everyone if you can get the kids to be following the guidelines that they yeah. should be doing. I mean, even up to 12 years, this statistic says 10 to 11 hours. Yeah. A 12-year-old mm -hmm. should be getting. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I know. Well, well, especially with you. What also you said um, with the schedules and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, sorry, when we have basketball practice until right. Until. Another thing that I wanted to put out there, um, interesting sleep-wise, is um, I was aware because of my background in education and tutoring and things, and I've seen kids with ADD and all sorts of different sleep issues and anxiety issues and all this kind of stuff, um, and just fall asleep because I think it's so important for learning, that I was aware, uh, which a lot of people aren't, that snoring is actually, you're not, if you're a child, you're not supposed to snore. Snore, sure. Now, I always remember at sleepovers, there was always like one girl that snored and okay. stuff like yeah. It's so you just like, oh, that's their snore. <laughs> You're not actually supposed to snore. Now, my daughter snored. Right. Has snored for some time. I had one sleepover with her, and I said, yeah. never again. <laughs> right. Um, and what that do, it's signifying there's a problem. So my daughter just had her, so I went to the doctor, and I said, she snores. Um, there were some other things, and, and just, and, and the way you may see it played out is behavior or schoolwork, cognitive, you know, abilities and such. I went to the um her doctor, her pediatrician, he looked at her mouth and said, no, I think it's okay. And I was like, okay. But my other, my mother's intuition mm -hmm. kept, but it put, put me off for a while. And then finally I thought, no, I have to deal with this. And so I went, of course, to an auntie and they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. she needs her adenoids and her tonsils out. So she just had those removed. And I'm kind of super excited about it. To see. To see, because I don't think she's even knows. And she's a really good kid right, and all this right. stuff. But she would wake up at four in the morning and be like ready for the day. I don't think she's ever put herself back to right, sleep. Right, right. And so she wakes up pretty early and the quality of sleep that she's getting is not what it should be. Should so be at her age. For right. parents out there, if you do have a child that snores, actually my brother just figured out because my mom said, oh, um, Shelby, you know, Tensei's having her, her um, tonsils out. And he's like, oh, is she sick? And that's what everyone keeps asking. I'm like, right. no, it wasn't that she was sick. It's this other thing. And now my brother is saying, oh, wait. It's going to get that checked yeah, out. Yeah, one of his twins is the same thing. So, um, and actually that twin... Um, has more of like a listening problem oh, <laughs> behaviorally. So maybe. Yeah. And it's just sort of that they're so a little crazy bit fuzzy how a little much bit. They can... mm -hmm, their focus is not great. Mm -hmm. So just um, an F uh, uh, public service announcement yes. to parents. If your child is snoring, you know, look into and it. Don't take no for an answer the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You yeah know? look into it. Follow your heart. But mm -hmm. one thing we did sleep, uh, skip over is when you, and you would know better than I would um, as a nanny, because I don't do like sleep, night sleep mm -hmm. uh, for my job. Um, but when you take them from the bassinet to the side to their own bed. Mm -hmm. Or like when you make that... Mm -hmm. um, that transition trans to, their, transition. to their own room or whatever. Right, because I was looking at um, statistics and stuff about the, the parents that keep the, you know, infants in their beds for X amount of time. Like from two like months co-sleeping? Co-sleeping, right. Mm -hmm. But like, but not as a, as a um, toddler or whatever, mm -hmm. as an infant. Okay. From two months to nine months where mm -hmm. they're just like, oh, they're just sleeping. Uh-huh. Not in a bassinet oh, not, in the, just in the bed with them yeah um i know this is controversial to some people it um, is very controversial and i was just wondering like yeah my sister's a nurse and she says she has seen it time and again where it, it, it's well the statistics and there was a doctor that yeah. she worked with that was co-sleeping and they rolled onto the baby and mm -hmm. the baby suffocated so I, I you know and people can get no that's really right. rare but 
I, I all I can speak is what my sister right, experienced right, as a right, nurse right, and saying right. you really shouldn't do it. Right. The um right here it says the American Academy of Pediatrics has three thousand and five hundred infants die annually from sleep related mm. deaths. Mm. And um, that's, now, I will also say, there's times when you're so tired. I was I was never a of course sleeper, but I would bring the you know to breastfeed feed, yeah. and then kind of fall asleep or bring right. the baby in. But I would always wake up kind of in a start a little bit nervous. Right, right. And nothing right. ever happened. Um, I when I had infants, I would keep them in a bassinet on the side of my bed. Um, right, in a right. bassinet, and but then you could put your hand. It's in. always that's the other thing. It's even like when I had a puppy uh, yeah. and I had her cage next to me and she would whimper and I would just stick my fingers in. She could smell that you were there, you know. Right. And it's always, um, and it's definitely what how you feel as a, as a parent. And that's mm-hmm. what it goes to, you know, what yeah, it comes yeah. down to. Everyone's is, making their decisions is Everyone does their own thing and yeah. the statistics say this, cool. But you, at the end of the right. day, you're the mom and right. you know and what's I, best for you right. and your family that's and all right. that and, mm-hmm. and whatever. But um, I actually, I want to say two, so I just went home to visit Georgia and I have mm-hmm. a bunch of friends that are having kids. And two of them are newborn, and both of the moms, it's their first kid, they were like day two, home from the hospital, in their own room. Oh. Mm-hmm. They were just like, yeah. almost because I think new moms also, like, if you make one little, like, uh, yeah, they get they, super nervous. They, they oh, get well, nervous. Yeah. And so they just have the monitor right there, and yeah. I don't know if that's good to do or bad to, I don't yeah. know. But they were like, you know, they well, like, that made us be, you know, feel better. And yeah. All. And they have all these things now with, like, different things you can put on for breathing. Are they breathing and, and all you know, that Are stuff, they breathing right? and all that? And whether you want to do that or not is yeah. fine. I think it's great that they have those available for moms yeah. who may... To put them at ease. To yeah. put them at ease, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I mean... But there, I just thought is... that was really interesting to hear from my friends that, like, day two. Well, and I would say, like, I didn't do that. No, I And I, I think that's great for them, actually. Yeah, I because think, like, I think the less transitions you have to deal with... Right. ...the better, you yeah. know transitioning kids out of one thing to another there's a transition phase I remember when I was adopting my first daughter they talked about because we were open to children that maybe were a little Mm -hmm. bit older we got my daughter when she was an infant but um, and I had to write a whole thing about what I would do if the child was having trouble sleeping in a new place right in a new bedroom and so I said oh well I would maybe go and sleep with them and then every day in a sleeping bag and every day I would inch it a little further out of the room right yeah yeah yeah, until I made it into my room (laughs) and I thought that seemed pretty and the woman said oh my god what a great idea now I never had to do that but I do think Listen, if you're a mom and you really want to get your child to sleep, you're willing to do anything. And right. you have to recognize, too, that's on you. You have to make some sacrifices. So for me, last night, going to sleep for 10 minutes in another room in the middle right, of the night. Right, right, right. So be it. If you have to have a sleeping bag to comfort your child next to their bed, and then you move out of their Just room. Just make sure you're making the proper steps to do that. Mm-hmm. Don't say, this is where I'm going to sleep every night. Yeah. Have in your mind a goal of, like, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find my way out, whether it's yeah. cra- army crawling out the door. That's it. You yeah. know, like make sure you have that because overall it's, it's good for you and it's good for your kids, yeah, you know, like that's the key, like co-sleeping, whether they're infants or, you know, whatever it, bad habits, mm-hmm. you know, sleeping habits, um, independence mm-hmm. for your kids. It just shows that they can, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, that like shows that they can be independent. They can mm-hmm. do it on their own. They don't need you. Right. And you just have to teach them that. And, you know. Well, that's what they were saying. Even with. Less sleep. And I think that. they call it self-pacifying. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Self, self, self-soothing. Self-soothing. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and that's an important skill as you go into adulthood. I mean, we all right. have to figure out how do I make myself feel better and not relying on someone else. Right. That's not to sound cold to an infant. Sure. Or, but really, it's a. They just are happier babies, really. When you see a baby that can self-soothe and, and sleep and sleep, you're like, "Oh, this baby's yeah. so happy." What? Well, yeah, he's a good sleeper. Yeah, that's always the answer. I and feel and like. it predicts. And any time I've ever had an issue, you know, oh gosh, this child's not doing this, or there's some behavior thing. Right. I always go back and I go, "Oh, wait a minute. Let me track the sleep." Right. And it may not just be the night before. It could be like, "Oh, we've been sort of shortchanging it." 
past couple weeks sure. or whatever, and it always plays itself out, yeah. I find. It's, and I think also, I'll just kind of wrap it up in the sense yeah. of every mom for themselves. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're all here to support and help and, and, and all that, but at the end of the day, there's a no one fix for You're going to do your thing. That's right. And I think, but for to bring a nanny's perspective into it, so I'm by myself, where as when you're husband and wife, you've got a team mm-hmm. in a sense. You know, mm-hmm. you have two people. I have one. So when I have to rock one of them to sleep, I have another one out there that's not being watched or, you know, like I have to be like, oh, play with these Legos while I go put, mm-hmm. I just need it to be easy mm-hmm. where I can, be, you know, be like, okay, it's time for bed and get him his little lovey, his blanket, yeah. his pacifier. If you're, you know, if that's what you do and just put him in and I'm like, okay, night, night. And then be able to leave because I can't do the two. That's actually so much hard for me. And that's, I mean, in reality, many times husbands or wives, depending on who's staying home, normally it is a one person job. Right, I have right, four right. kids and there's times I have all of them right. to sit here and say, I got, but even say on the weekends or to, whatever it may be. Yeah. I know from, from my personal um, experience as a nanny, they are together. They only have to do it when they're together on the weekends, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all both there on the weekends because they don't work on the weekends, you know, so they have, so they are able to be like, oh, well, I'm with the oldest and you put that one down and it works for them. Yeah. But it just doesn't work for me on the yeah. weekday. You know, it just doesn't work because yeah. I'm by myself while they're at work and I'm like, I can't have her like unsupervised, yeah. you know, yeah. so I'm like, Safety stay in your room, too. hear your book, you know, but I yeah. can't always trust that she's going to like, you know, but anyway, so that so does just he a- need to be rocked in order to go to sleep? Do you have to do that? Um, or you've trained him a different I way? trained him for me yeah. not to. So okay. I don't have to, but the they, mom, they do on the, the, the parents do. Yeah. yeah. So, but he just knows the people and, he and knows I, the routine with and you. they know the routine with me where I'm like, I don't have time to do this. So yeah. I have a little funny routine that I do with yeah. him where I like cover him with the, well, it sounds bad, but like cover him with the blanket yeah. and I'm like, oh, where's Max? You know, yeah. and I can do that. Um, and, but he just knows like, I don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time. I got to get out of here. Um, and he's fine. He yeah. does it completely. Like he's completely fine. Um, yeah. so it's just whatever works for everyone and whatever's different. But I know I just wanted to throw a little caregiver aspect into it. Yeah. Um, rather than a mother's yeah. um, take. But for me, I was like, I need, it's just one of me. So it's like, I can't do this. And maybe there are single parents and there are people that need that. And for that sleep is so important that you get mm-hmm. them down because you can't waste 40, I don't want to call it wasting because it's no, time with your, you know, no, with your but child. It, it but you know, where it's like forty-five minutes of like, I, I, I've, I've seen, oh my golly, I've seen parents, you know, and, and so that's it. Just like makes you less stressed. That's what I mean. Like and the baby them. too, because listen, if we've all tried to get a baby down, it can be very stressful right. when you really need them to sleep. If you've ever tried to do that, babysitting wise, right, or whatever. right, and then it gets even more difficult because the baby picks up on that vibe, right, 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 <laughs> they're stressed right, out right. and whatever. So, and you can attest to like wanting a baby for so long, and you're like, and now I can't even sit here and get it, you know, and you're like, no. It's not that. It's just no, that I need to get them on the schedule. Yeah. Like, I love them just the same. No. You know, just go to sleep, please. Yeah. Um. So anyway. Um, but I think that about... Covers it. Covers our sleep episode. Um, yeah. Feel free to um, leave comments on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to do our Not Under My Roof. Also. I know, we will. Okay. But I was just... Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but I, what I was going to say is if you have any questions or you want to add anything of your own, comment on that. Mm-hmm. Um. But let's do what we decided we we're going to end okay. our podcast with, which is a not under my roof. So it could be anything like that's not happening under my roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not under my roof. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go you first? You go first. Okay. Mine is kind of silly. It has nothing to do with sleep. Um, but I have a thing with light up shoes <laughs> that I just can't, I can't get behind. I can't yeah. get behind. And it's like, I, but let's, let's throw it all together. I don't want, even if they're Dora Explorer's shoes and they like don't light up, I don't like that either. Right. You know, you know, you don't, kids are fine. Like they don't have to be like, oh, you have Converse or oh, you have Nikes. They don't, they can be Walmart kids. I don't care. I just don't love the character light up 
thing. Yes. I just don't love it. Um, but it was funny because I love it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't love it. Granted, I don't have kids of my own. I love kids like my own, and yes. I will buy them for. Th- well, no, you have. You've cra- have. You've yeah, before. with Batman. I know, but you, you know, with, <laughs> with Batman. Um, but I just, I just, I don't like it. But I was um, on Instagram, and a girl that I had gone to college with, she had a story the other day, and she was like, I just can't get behind light up shoes. I just don't like it. It's not my thing. She was like, but when your four-year-old's looking at you and just being, mom, please, I just want... And they were actually cute ones that she got. They were oh. like pink. They just had like pink oh, lights, you I, know. I could go for that. Which you can go for. Yeah. But still, I'm just like, why? Why? Yeah. You know, she's like, and they're more expensive, obviously, because they light up and you got to plug them in. You got to charge them nowadays. Oh, like the oh, new I ones, you know, they're that. not just like yeah. whatever. But anyway, and so she's like, so I cracked. I did it, you know. Yeah. I'm not there yet. Well, with your kids, I kind of am. You did but crack. I did yeah. crack. Um, but not with light up shoes. Not with light up like shoes. With character, yeah, t-shirts with a Batman iron hat on, and an iron on. No, no, I would never. <laughs> I would never. Not mm-hmm. under my roof. Um, anyway, so that's that's mine for this episode. Okay, um, mine not under my roof. Does it really have to do with sleep? Although I guess it kind of could. Would be um, wet wipes warmers. Oh yes, those yeah, 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 that, yeah. that warm up wet wipes. And I've yes. had a lot of um, newborn or new moms say like, "Oh, would you get that?" No. Hell to the no. Yeah. Because do you know why? And sleep wise, you know, sometimes babies wake up, they've got a, a, a wet mm-hmm. nappy and you're like, so now I'm going to, I'm going to warrant like a wet nappy. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, fr- I'm from England. All the time. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> you mean a diaper? But yeah. 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 And actually um, now I'm giving a, a pause as to why you should get a wet wipe of like putting a warm, my point being, <laughs> yes. So I'm thinking if they're sleeping and then you got to put a wet wipe on their thing. Get used but to it. That's what I'm saying. You condition them for whatever. That's so not even like, an option. Warm listen, is not an option. Yeah. Even that's, milk. I never warmed up my milk. That's what my, my never, mom friend said. I, was, yeah. I said something about like, no, not like um, warm wipe, wipe warmer. And she was like, that, nope, that's no. cold. Milk's cold. Milk was Everything, cold. Everything, we're not, that's we're not, it. Yeah. So that it was easy breezy. You're on an airplane, you're somewhere, you're traveling, yeah. you're like, I need you slap this. on that yeah. cold wipe and wipe <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that you're just looking for more trouble. I know it's neat to have all these new things, especially as a new mom. You're like, oh, I got this and I got this for my nursery. It's just right making your baby more high maintenance than it needs to be, in my opinion. Right. So not under my roof. Absolutely not under my roof. <laughs> um, anyway, so we hope you enjoyed um, this podcast. We're hoping to record every week, mm-hmm. ho- hoping. Don't yep. hold us to it. Um, and we will advertise um, on our Instagram and stuff when yep. new, epi- new episodes are available and they will come up on anywhere you can get podcasts now. That's so, fabulous. Which is, uh, I can't name them thanks all, but to, thanks to you. Yeah. yeah. You know, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, you don't know any of these, no, but you know, uh, <laughs> any of those, they are available. So, um, type us up, look for us and, um, that's that. So we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.